Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of Cinema Swap. That's right, we're still doing this. This is the podcast where we take a look at older movies and recast them with contemporary actors. Sometimes we switch around characters or talk about how we'd fit into the worlds of these films. But tonight we're doing a good old fashioned movie recasting. I am your host, Chris, here with my uh, co host and um, former drug mule slash snitch forester <laughs> yeah uh, so i was running drugs for him and then he asked me to snitch on himself and i was just confused yeah, so i wanted I the drama <laughs> i needed the drama <laughs> yeah and yes we're still doing this can't stop won't stop despite being legally obligated to hashtag can't be tamed we're I all love... 2012 miles here i loved i love that you stuttered when saying snitch like you were worried that someone was gonna hear this you know what it's mostly it's been a long day and i couldn't get the word out of my mouth because <laughs> um, I ain't no snitch, so I'm not even used to saying the word. <laughs> yeah, like, you're not a snitch if you get paid, right? That's just you know. No, I think then you're an independent contractor. Yeah, I think that's a private investigator. That's the um, the <laughs> sounds, sounds like a John Wick's John Wick situation to me. Yeah, yeah uh, character actor. <laughs> <laughs> and listeners, that that wonderful silky smooth third voice you're hearing is none other than you know host of the details podcast. Raptors 905 TV host, blog TO basketball sideline reporter, and an excellent Twitter follow, Dan Angbolsera. <laughs> hey, buddy, how you doing? Oh, wow. When you put it all like that, I feel like I feel I feel overwhelmed a bit. Um, guys, I'm I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Uh, you know, as they say, longtime listener, first time caller. Um, you know, obviously, we have a mutual friend of the program in Gabe, and he speaks very highly of you. Um, and I'm sure I'm going to be. Named- guess he got the I- money. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you, you know, we're, you're going to hear me name drop him several times. But I, oh, yeah. I, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for the call and I'm excited to be here. <laughs> We finally got the call up, you know, it's undrafted, but a first round pick in my books, guys. <laughs> Look at you with the sports analogies. Are we recasting Much Coach like, Carter? Uh, I think Fred Van Fleet, undrafted, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and he played for the 905 as well. Look at there you. you. Go. So basically, you're our Fred Van Fleet. Yeah, <laughs> bet on yourself, baby. Bet on yourself. <laughs> I don't know how confident I'll feel about that after um, recasting. Yeah, him, once but, we get uh, the we'll Thunderdome of Cinema Swap. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, we're excited to have you. You know, we um, know you're a big movie guy, and we were chatting for a bit, trying to figure out a good movie to talk about, one to be fun to recast, and, you know, another fun one to watch. And we settled on just an excellent film that I forgot was actually directed by Ridley Scott. Mm. Yeah, I did there, too. there are any sword fights in this movie, so I forgot it's a Ridley Scott film. There wasn't well, any weird alien stuff. You yeah. know. I don't know if you did. Uh, I don't know how far you did a deep dive, but this is originally supposed to be an Antoine Fuqua flick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he was originally supposed to do it. And I think this goes back as far as like, you know, 2002, 2001. Uh, Denzel was always a lead. And um, uh Hopefully this is not a part of your recast, but Benicio Del Toro was originally supposed to play Russell Crowe. And uh, then Will Smith was in conversation with Peter Berg as a director. And then we ended up with Ridley as the director. And I think they made the right choice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely made the right choice with, I think, most of those. I don't mind any of them, but like, yeah, this is the better choice for sure. It would have been a very different movie with Benicio Del Toro as like a good cop. Because does he play good cop characters? He does, (laughs) but I think, you know. I think of Sicario. So, yeah, I was gonna say Sicario is probably the perfect example, right? 
Yeah, but he's he's, he's sort of good. <laughs> he's sort of hardcore. Like, I don't know. He probably would have killed Russell Crowe's character. No, I definitely would have taken the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I see what you did there. Well played. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, D, what movie for the listeners who, if they haven't figured it out yet, what movie are we recasting tonight? Today. Oh damn! Morning. You you said the director. You didn't even say the movie. I didn't even take that in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's American Gangster. What two thousand and seven? Am I right on that one? Guys? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. So you you asked me what movies I really liked, and I think you said before two thousand and ten. I could be wrong. Yeah, and so we started going through some of the pictures, and um, I picked this movie because, and not that you asked me why I picked this movie, but I picked this movie because I, I selfishly wanted to. I wanted to go to a movie that I really wanted to rewatch and I hadn't seen American Gangster in a long time. So watching this, this yesterday before the March Madness tournament, um, t- let me tell you, it was a hell of a long day because I forgot this was a three hour movie. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I honestly forgot how good this movie was and how well oh, yeah. done it was. And I think the thing we're going to realize is recasting this is so hard because man, they nailed it with Denzel, Josh Brolin. Um, you know, there was a lot man, of good casting. Welcome choices to our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, that's I don't what know this podcast you... is about. It's like, Hey, that really classic movie. That's like defined by its characters. We can just fucking do that. Right. Yeah. No well, problem. Like Den- no problem. Like Den- Denzel such a one of one too. Right. It's like, how do you find somebody with his charisma, but also like his badassness. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's very, feeling. very hard. And we can't I, cast ourselves because we're not really professional actors. So yeah. Can I no do matter how much charisma? Does, we obviously, have. but I'm not paid speak, to speak for yourself. Cause I fooled my way onto this podcast. <laughs> you describe yourself as a Denzel like person. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's probably why this movie got made in the first place. I, I did some research into the background. It's based off of, quote unquote true story but it's based off of someone writing a book about their lives um and i get the feeling that that was only happened like frank lucas frank superfly lucas only signed on to do this because they're like and we're gonna have denzel play you and he was like yep yep <laughs> <laughs> that's the dream <laughs> yeah if denzel plays you in a movie then it's like yeah please make that movie because yeah, even if someone... denzel plays a bad guy he's still gonna make you look like a fucking champ yeah so. yeah absolutely <laughs> So I, I got to ask you a question before we get into this thing, because now I'm thinking about, you know, playing people and I, I'm hoping that no one's ever asked you this question, but if you had to get someone to play you in your lifetime movie, who would that be? So when I was in high school, uh, people said I used to look a lot like Michael Sarah. So I wouldn't oh. want that now, but young, young Chris would be Michael Sarah. <laughs> young Chris is Michael Sarah. Yeah, I have pictures. I that. People Are like you as awkward it. as him too? No. I, I don't see that. I was going to say. And I've never got a girl pregnant as far as I know. <laughs> you seem more like a Jonah Hill than a Michael Sarah. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> I, I mean, he has now, a record, he's the record now. for most cuss words in a movie, right? Got to take that. Yeah, 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 fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know. I want to say probably... You know, a, a Gosling type, I think would he could almost oh, how do convenient. it. Yeah. I think he could probably <laughs> almost do it. You know, I think I want I want Boyd Hallbrook. <laughs> yeah, you can get a Boyd Hallbrook. Yeah, he's OK. I, you know, <laughs> who's handsomer, Ryan Gosling or Boyd Hallbrook or are they the same person? I've, I've never, never seen, seen them, them in the in same room. room. Uh, yeah. hey, hey. I see what <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So they might be the same guy. 
We don't know. I mean, Either me one and G works. have never been in the same room too. So maybe we're just one person doing a really good job of this. <laughs> and a lot of saturation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and D, what about, so, and now that he's like super yoked and ripped, like, are you thinking like Kumail Nanjani possibly? Because <laughs> he's like almost your body type now. It's funny because growing up, I didn't have many East Indian, Southeast Indian actors to pull out of a bag. Right. Like it's, I think I would have, I would have always said Will Smith just because like, I think I've molded my personality around his Fresh Prince character and that's who I always wanted to be. (laughs) And so Will Smith was the easy answer, but like, I mean, yeah, Ninjani, um, I think Dave Patel, like, I think he's a fantastic um, underrated actor and I think he would do a phenomenal job playing me. (laughs) So Well, we'll get him on the phone and let him know the opportunities there. If he's not busy. Yes. Again, not in this, not, not, never seen us in the same room. Yeah. I've, ne- yeah. I've never seen him at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now let's get American gangster. This movie opens up with, I, I, I haven't seen the movie probably like 10 years. It's the second time I've ever watched it. I forgot. They opened up the movie by lighting a guy on fire and emptying a gun into his like flaming corpse. Yeah. And that's I thought, like, like how a we started month ago. <laughs> I literally, I, in my notes, it says one of the coldest openings that I've ever seen. I yeah. completely forgot, but he puts six shots into the guy's body as he's burning. Like, I, I don't think you get a colder opening. I wonder what the point of even wasting the gasoline is then. Cause that guy's only going to burn for, he, he burns for like two seconds where they shoot him. So he's not really even hey, maybe you're going to burn the body burn. later anyways. And you're just like, fuck it, I guess. But I mean, bodies don't just get reduced to, ash by like a regular fire you have to put them in like a fucking superheated oven you don't say right? Chris. so they just you have don't to move say. i was gonna say spoken like a veteran Listen, <laughs> moving a burnt corpse is less ideal than moving a guy with bullets in him you is all what? i'm gonna say You're probably right about that i'll give but you would that it be, would it be less identifiable i guess like would they not be able to I guess they well, you can burn it after they can just leave them there I guess. <laughs> that's true that's true that's a jerky person <laughs> but yeah it is a fucking intense opening to this film and then it goes right into, um, you know, Denzel, uh, Denzel's mentor, Bumpy, dies. And then the funeral. And and, and, be, and before that, like with that cold opening, what I loved is the title of the movie. And then it silently says based on a true story. Like, I think that's when it really grabs you and you're like, mm-hmm. holy shit. OK, so this is this like what we just saw. Actually, I mean, obviously, maybe well, like based, on, bit, based right? on what you would say, like if someone asked me my true story, I'd probably embellish a lot. <laughs> right. But like just to have such a hard opening and you're like, oh, OK, like this is what I signed up for. And the, like, I'm going to yeah. throw myself into the story. Yeah. This is going to be a walk you know nice what, little breezy sunday movie <laughs> one thing i wanted to i wanted to mention right off the bat was obviously 70s fashion is so fun and there are some amazing outfits in this movie basically everything cuba gooding jr wears is fantastic <laughs> all of russell crowe's hawaiian shirts you know denzel's chinchilla coat that makes him look like that goofy as hell to be honest that, as far like, as i know is the, the hat only too thing that is guaranteed real like there's photos of Fra- real frank yeah. lucas wearing that and like i'm just like oh man well, they wouldn't <laughs> add that be like hey let's just give you a big fur jacket that's like that's gotta be a real thing they had to add in the movie <laughs> yeah. well it's funny because you liked cuba's outfit uh and then i assume you liked ijafor's first outfit but denzel was i mean the, at least the character lucas was not a fan and I mean, too loud pointed no. that out right yeah. too loud and then yeah. he wears the chinchilla coat and fi- learns his own lesson, which is, you know, we're always learning every day. Look, if you're, are they married at that point? Wife or girlfriend buys you, you know. He just, they, he just proposed to her. It's, it's hard mm. to say no to that. You know, well, you're going to have a fight on your hands, like a fight 
you know, you're going to see a fight. You don't want to fight at home. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, every time, not just in the movie, this movie, but any movie, anytime Denzel goes, my man, you're just like, yeah, I want him to say that to me. I want to be Denzel's man, you know, like he just says it the best way ever. So much in this film that I'm like, <laughs> this they, I forgot how much he said it because like, I, that's one of my favorite gifts, right? When, when one of your boys does something well or hooks you up or, you know, he's done something well, you're just like, my man. But then you watch this movie, you're like, ah, he almost butchered it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, kind of too much. I'm thinking, sorry, I want to go back to that opening scene because I made a joke that I was like, because I had seen this recently, so I kind of like knew already, but the big box store prices so shockingly low that cause heart attacks. <laughs> 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 like there's a sign out there, like as soon as like, like Bumpy's like taken away, they're like, oh, this is great marketing, guys. <laughs> Holy shit, it worked. We killed an old guy with our store. Oh my God. <laughs> Shocking. Also, I noticed that... um Whenever Frank eats breakfast, he puts half a pound of sugar uh, into his coffee and half a pound of pepper onto his fucking eggs. Like, just insane. say it's, it's actually hard not to notice if you see him doing it. He's like, scoop, 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 pour. It's like, that must taste awful. Like, you, know, you know, in the end credits, when they tell you where those people have ended up, like, I was really thinking that it would be like, oh, yeah, he was a diabetic as well. <laughs> well, maybe he saw Bumpy do it every day. That's why he had a heart attack at 60 and died. Right. Because he's right. got you know, arteries this fucking tight. <laughs> I never thought of that. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just like when I was watching it with, with, uh, with Holly, uh, my fiance, it was something she pointed out and I noticed as well. I was like thinking about the same time she pointed out and then every time he ate, I just couldn't not notice the weird amount of stuff he was putting on his food. Like that's too much. That actually sugar. might be just like a character hint that like I never picked up on until now, but he is supposed to be someone who like craves excess but never shows it. So he's eating at this like chill, this quiet little family diner. But when it comes to his food, he's just like pouring on the terrible stuff, like onto like plain, you know, into plain coffee or something like that. Just tons of sugar. On Maybe. His eggs? It, I forget what he's putting. The, it the made me think on. of, you know, in the office when Dwight has that meeting with um, ah, Jan, he has that meeting with Jan and they talk about Claire's and he's having his pancake and he's just like dowsing yeah. in syrup. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all for him. Same problem. Yeah. And we know how Dwight turned out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> International drug kingpin. Just compare Rain Wilson to <laughs> that, that, Oh, you you just beat me to my first recast. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, going in watching this movie, I forgot how much of it centers around uh the Vietnam War. I, I remember it take place in like the, the 70s, but I forgot how like how oh, central 60s, that 70s, is yeah. to his smuggling operation. Uh, he just he goes to Vietnam a number of times and gets the uh, heroin straight from Vietnam or Cambodia, wherever he ended up, Thailand in there. Some yeah. some more uh, half-assed internet research for you. So they actually had more sequences in Vietnam and they were going to cast Ray Liotta and John C. Riley in roles uh, for some of those Vietnam sequences. As drug That's smuggling so army men? Yeah. John, I, John I mean, I like that, but I'm just like, who? What? <laughs> I'm I'm interested to see here like what would what would John C. Riley's like um, his acting arc have gone because I like I feel like he was doing like Step Brothers and stuff around that time so from him to go from a Ridley Scott movie to an Adam K. comedy well, with Will Ferrell you gotta remember he was in like Gangs in New York like he's been doing serious bit roles yeah, for a while that's a great but they're point. bit that's roles so that's why I think that was probably considered for that mm -hmm. um, the Vietnam thing when he first calls up his like cousin I forget the guy's name but like 
how do you call someone in a whole nother country and expect them just to recognize your voice? Like Denzel's <laughs> voice is recognizable, but not that recognizable. And you like, know what? I've made those overseas calls to India before and your voice gets altered. Yeah. There's no way. There's and this is 19, no like, like late 1960s. Yeah, the There's phones no aren't clear. They're not any, that good. Yeah, he's not like Gilbert Godfrey, right? You can't just say, hey, <laughs> Hello? it's Frank. Which Frank? Frank's a really common name. And he does it later in the movie too. And I'm like, Jesus, Frank, learn your lesson. Say, hey, it's Frank Lucas. As soon as you pick up the phone, like, don't be like, hey. And he did it to, and he did it to his brother as well, yeah, right? That's like, what he's I mean. like, like, what a dick. Hey, it's your cousin, Marvin. Marvin, Marvin Mary. <laughs> that's what I thought of too. <laughs> Have I got a heroin plan for you? <laughs> yeah. Um, heroin is bad, though. I'll say it. I'll take a brave stance. Yeah. Not good for among, you. Among of our men, among uh, many, yeah. many brave stances. We, we come out, we come out hard against some topics. Yeah. It just made me think of that. I don't know if you guys are old enough, but do you remember that ad that was like, don't you put it in your mouth? Oh yeah. The way, oh yeah. The way you just, the way you just spewed it. I got, I got PTSD just thinking of that commercial. <laughs> Listen up kids. Heroin. <laughs> not good for you. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Say no to this drug in particular. There are other drugs that are like fine and whatever. Have fun with those. Heroin. <laughs> 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 that one you can probably give a miss would not recommend <laughs> yeah yeah i um, don't care how pure it is <laughs> actually i do you know, you're not into that blue magic no. <laughs> even if it's like good shit yeah, yeah blue magic you're more probably, that red magic right <laughs> yeah yeah cut that shit well, down that's speak, way too strong speaking of red magic like the side characters in this movie are amazing you got like idris elba for a bit you got norman reedus for 30 seconds um common chuatel edgio for cuba gooding jr apparently rizza's in this movie yeah 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 um, is. he's one you of the josh Brolin's group yeah you know the guy oh, that remember yeah, the right. guy that runs down the hall and is Pretends pretending to be a, to be a junkie that's yeah, 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 yeah. The, the black detective on his crew yeah okay, yes yes yeah. yeah just like the the side speaking characters. of snitches <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 but man, I mean, speaking of Idris Elba, he's he's so fun in this. But like when Denzel shoots him, his bodyguard just like does nothing. Like what a bad bodyguard. This guy who's like nine feet tall standing right there. I mean, he's dead already. <laughs> maybe, he just, maybe he gets paid off. Maybe he got paid off, you know? But yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of the most badass scenes ever. Like oh, if yeah. there's one thing I remember from that movie. It was that how short lived Idris Elba's characters. And I know like he's not the Idris Elba that we know today. Um, but the fact that like, I even thought it was earlier because you know how there's two diner scenes. I thought he got popped in the first one. Yeah, but then I realized I was waiting oh, for it. He was with his family. Both diner scenes are really sick, actually. Like, I love how they went back yeah. to that as the the point of, you know, interaction and obviously ultimately his death. But just for him to even just like not give him a word and just pop him six times and put that jar next to him ahead and, yeah. and put the 20 percent in there. Is so yeah. badass. Well, that's the thing. Like Denzel, even like, you know, we, we did an episode with Gabe on Collateral. Uh, no, Training Day. Actually, both. But Denzel's in, in Training Day and Collateral. Oh, no, it's, uh, no, Jamie no, 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 Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox right, right. It's because oh, we recast Jamie Fox. We recast Jamie Fox. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Wait, wait, wait Gabe let you recast. recast Jamie as Denzel? No, we did the other way around. We recast Denzel as Jamie. Oh, okay. So that makes a lot, lot more sense. That's it, more I think. I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a lot more brand for him. It was, it was Gabe. Anyway, he plays this, like, real piece of shit character in in training day but he's so fucking smooth and fun and, and like charming that even though he is like clearly a real bad dude doing awful things you're like i still like this guy and would want to like 
be around him, even if people get shot constantly in his presence. Yeah, no, I, I, and that's I think that's what makes it so hard to recast the likes of a Denzel because the way he portrays even uh, the the worst person possible, he makes them so likable, right? Again, because of their charisma and like you kind of wanting to be in their in, in his shoes, right? Because mm-hmm. like like you know, there, there's there's two ways to look at the word gangster. It's either like really bad and you don't want to fuck with that person, or it's like the absolute coolest guy and like yeah. Denzel's found some like nice medium in between whenever he plays these guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of uh, really fun, really fun people, when the, uh, when Richie is in that like club meeting his like making his new team and he's there with a the guy and he's like, hey, here's the two guys you have to bring as well. And he points out Riz's character and the other guy who's just getting like sandwich grinded on by the two biggest ladies in the club and he's loving his life. His shirt's up above his like chest. It's so fucking funny. Specifically, it's so much funnier by the line like, trust him with your grandmother. (laughs) Yeah. He likes big asses. (laughs) God. It's just a super pasty white guy getting grinded on by these two big black ladies. Yeah, it feels like everybody gets a character in this. Like no one gets left behind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I laugh though. Like, it's not really a funny movie, but that scene is really yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Some funniness to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck me like a cop, not like a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one thing I kind of really like, and it's obviously the true story, but like, how Richie just wants to be like a lawyer. He's like, I'm tired of being a cop. It's shitty. The, the 70s is a terrible time for cops. All these people are fucking corrupt. It's dangerous. Everyone hates me. I just want to be a lawyer. And he's like doing his basically going to night school. And he's got a class full of like, you know, 20 year olds. He's this, like old guy in his Hawaiian shirt dropping his gun on the desk for the presentation. <laughs> like real sloppy, man. But it's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like sort of like, he's hardcore. He's a badass dude. But there's scenes where he's like kind of a, like a puppy. And it's like, oh, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what movie you're watching. I was never thinking that. <laughs> afraid, he's afraid of public speaking. That's yeah, he's like, oh, what a sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 ironic. Again, this is a fact I forgot at the end of the movie when they put down, you know, where these people are today or whatever. Like yeah. he ended up defending Frank Lucas at some point, which is well, they oh, become uh, they become best buddies as they're working down to take take down all the corrupt cops. Basically, and you mm. see this montage, which uh, yeah, at the at the end after they catch Frank. And they're like, listen, man, well, if you if you help us take down every corrupt cop in New York City, then, you know, we'll we'll help you out. And Frank just goes to work. He's putting stuff up on the wall. He's got his glasses on, shirt sleeves rolled up. Looks like he's having his best fucking time, which I mean, as he should, helping put away all these cops who like either tried to extort him or just like fucking look down on him. He's like, yeah, fuck you guys. You're all going down too. Yeah. But he looks like he's really enjoying himself in the, in that montage. And I'm like, yeah, you guys become best buddies now. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for the sequel, American friends where they take down <laughs> crime together. <laughs> the buddy cop movie. <laughs> yes. Like, the one that we've all been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. You know, why not just slap it together to like septuagenarians. And <laughs> yeah. Is, is nice guys considered a buddy cop movie with, Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. so. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, we yeah. Should just watch that for fun. Like oh, the other day. It's so, so good. fucking good. So underrated. It is yeah. so underrated. I oh, think this movie would have been good with, I mean, no, Ridley Scott's probably the right person for the material, but like Shane Black would be nice too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dialogue would be. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, the nice guy, Shane Black, 
is a excellent director and makes very good detect like noir detective. Well, I mean, like, you know, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Nice Guys, two of my favorite movies. And they're both kind of like these noir detective movies that are smart dialogue. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Except for jokes and Predator. (laughs) (laughs) Because your pussy was too big. Um, one thing I, I liked in this movie that I think I've seen in a few others when Denzel's fired up and he thumps on his chest like King Kong he does that sometimes like once in a while in movies when he's like fucking fired up about something he like beats on his own chest I'm like that's like that's a cool move so I couldn't do it what I'm curious cool about move. is because the, the King Kong line in training day was improvised right he kind of just did that yeah. on, on the spot I, I when he did that I'm like I wonder if that was another one of those moments where he kind of just riffed off he just like has that in his mind and he was so happy he finally got to say it like in a movie yeah, maybe <laughs> he's been shouting yeah, at his kids this entire time like they're like dad we're gonna be late King Kong ain't got shit on me and it's like <laughs> dad we're gonna be late damn it because <laughs> I, I imagine that 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 um that p- piano scene when he's smashing that guy's head through the piano i'm like i wonder if they're like yeah you only need to do it like twice and then he was just like nah i'm improvising this bam 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 that guy's like fuck <laughs> don't forget your mouth guard today pal you're getting put through the fucking ringer <laughs> denzel very stressed guy you wouldn't know it but he's very stressed never <laughs> gets this. it yeah. <laughs> Now, here's my other question. We've chatted on this podcast before about the act of Denzeling around a movie, which is sort of what something he does, his movement where he's moving quickly, but not jogging. It's not quite fast walking. It's just like a weird, like, it's like medium power speed. walking almost, but not yeah. quite. <laughs> yeah. Does he Denzel around the set in this movie? I was going to say, I don't, you guys. I don't think he does at all. He just walks in this movie. I think they mm-hmm. knew that, like, he's in more control that's the point is he's supposed to be in control so he doesn't have to denzel around i was gonna say those like tight-fitted suits probably restricted him to a certain extent <laughs> yeah. too right like they're, they're all crisp with uh, the ironing and stuff that so might he be can't it. move as much either, too starched right? it's yeah. like starched it's starch, wool yes. or polyester and he's just like <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he does when he has to run to his car to save his wife from being shot I, okay i thought about that so is that, no, is that a it denzel cuts. it actually is actual run he like looks and then it cuts to him coming around the side of the car and pulling her out. Mm. There's no actual Denzel. They cheated. They cheated. Eh? They cheated. Uh, yeah, that's some good so editing like the, right there. So it's like the opposite of Tom Cruise, eh? Because, I mean, yeah. we know yeah. Tom is the sprinter, so Denzel's the opposite. Did you? I forget what episode that was, but I think we talked about that where it's like... We did that, talk about it in a <laughs> no collateral way. episode. Yeah, where it's like... Oh, right. He, Denzel, all the running Denzel doesn't do got sent to Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but yeah excellent movie it's it's a long one but it it it's so well paced that you it's easy to watch in one sitting i guess it feel like it's dragging um and there's there's a good amount of action not too much but like it's not an action movie obviously but like for a gangster crime movie you always want to see a couple gunfights and stuff so it's uh they get that in there towards the end when shit really starts to go crazy yeah i describe this movie as actually like fairly toned down even considering like it takes place in the late 60s like 70s I guess briefly at the end too. The nineties, but like or nineties, yeah. But like, it does a pretty good job of kind of showing it realistically. Like, you don't mm. feel like not everyone's wearing bright colors. There are some people doing it, but most people are kind of just wearing normal clothes. Like, yeah, they look a little bit older. That's it, but not like you know, not flamboyant, right? 
I, I agree with the pacing though. I never, I never once thought like, I mean, besides the fact that I had a super long day and I was like waiting for March Madness to start, like I, I never really looked at the clock. Like I was never like, like I was really invested for someone who's yeah. already seen this movie. Right. I was like, I was like really into You're not it. pausing to see how much time is left on the, uh, the bar at the bottom. And you're just like, Oh, it's, it's going. Not playing at two times speed to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> then Denzel does run around. Yeah. Some Benny Hill music. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. Now walks over, shoots Tango, comes back. Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> just the speediest little feet moving. Yeah. <laughs> I also like how he shoots Tango as like an afterthought. He's like, oh, there's he's like, there's that guy. Hey, let me just go fucking kill him really quick. Yeah. Hold, hold my hold my cup full of sugar and coffee. I was gonna I'll be say right back. <laughs> hold <laughs> my sugar, right? Hold my sugar. <laughs> hold, my, hold my beer. Hold my sugar. <laughs> don't 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 any of you guys take any pepper for your breakfast. I need all of it for my toast. <laughs> in fact, grab them. Grab them from yeah, all the he tables. He puts them in his pockets and goes to shoot a guy. <laughs> <laughs> so so if he has eggs, do you think he's like slather slather? No, what's the word I'm looking for? Slattering. Smothering it and slathering <laughs> smothering sorry like mix the two both of them work is he a big it's like is he a big salt guy like is it salt and I pepper didn't see is a lot of salt. pepper i saw the pepper i didn't see the salt they could have been when they it were been mixed. tango it might yeah. have also been like a salt pepper mix right we don't know so if they're does, already on the eggs yeah yes so is there is there some sort of relation to the fact i mean you kind of alluded to it but the fact that you know this movie's about hair like there's a lot of white in this movie right I'm not talking about the so. casting. I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about the product on tele on the on the big I was trying to think of like, the whitest characters in this movie, and I was like, I, there's not really actually. <laughs> Russell Crowe, he's because he's uh, Australian or something. That's pretty white. That's pretty white. <laughs> now, speaking yeah. of the characters, let's talk about who we're going to recast tonight. And you know, this is a movie that really centers on two main guys with some great supporting cast, but there's two main guys we want to look at tonight. And that is Frank Lucas, originally played by Denzel Washington, and Richie Roberts, originally played by Russell Crowe. And I think they nailed it with both guys. Denzel, obviously amazing. Russell Crowe, always, you know, always fantastic. Like I said, love seeing him in a Hawaiian shirt. Good look for him. Um, Yeah, so that's who we're looking at tonight. Now, uh, listeners, we're going to take a very quick break, and we'll be right back with all your cinema swapping action. All right, everybody, we are back from the break. Uh, we got a quick flight to Vietnam to check on our cousin who runs a bar, uh, but the <laughs> bar is in Thailand. So we ended up going to the wrong place, had to fly right back home. Uh, it was actually a huge waste of money and time, but we're back with you here now and we are ready to recast this film. So the first character we're going to talk about, Richie Roberts. And now in my new movie, American Gangster, this was a tough one, I think, for me. And who I went with, Pedro Pascal, mm, I think mm. would do a killer job as a sort of like beat up, run down, good guy cop. You know, he has a great mustache, so keep keep it or don't. But I think keep the mustache. Um, he would look great in a Hawaiian shirt, which is my number one reason for picking him. But it also the character reminded me of his uh, role on Narcos, like this, this like relentless good guy cop who's trying to connect the dots to like see what's going like you know find this big huge drug kingpin take him down um and he's also you know he's charming and fun which russell crowe sometimes is in this movie so i think pedro pascal has the look and and the chops for this one for sure that's an excellent pick that's that's 
I wish I had thought of that pick. I'm upset that I didn't think of that. Pick. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm a little, I, little grumpy, a little crusty about that. <laughs> yeah, and like it, the the struggle with re- recasting um, Russell Crowe's, like you really you have to find that balance between someone that's like down in the dumps, but also like super confident in themselves. And like I I, I really 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 like that pick. Like Pedro's a good one. Pedro's, I was. I mean, you can't go wrong with him. I was thinking about guys. I'm like, man, I can't think. And then I'm like, Peter Pascal. It came to me like as if in a dream. That's um, but it was, I'm like, when I thought of that, I'm like, that's the fucking pick. That's for me. That's the pick. God damn. That was a good pick. <laughs> My man. <laughs> My man. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I think that's perfect. Because he does. Yeah. Down in the dumps. Well, he can always look a little bit like just get him to not shave because his beard kind of comes in a little bit patchy at first. Mm-hmm. Done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm confident that D give us your pick for uh, Richie. So I, I struggled with, <laughs> I think, I feel like this entire theme of this podcast is how much I struggled with, uh, with casting, D struggles. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get it up. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that was a D joke, um, yeah, yeah. but, <laughs> but, um, I, I, cause I asked Chris, I said, Hey, like, so Denzel was 40. No, what was he? He was 57 when he got cast in this role. No, he's 57 and Russell Crowe was 43. So am I looking for guys that are relatively around that age? Or are we kind of looking for some of these young bucks that are coming up? Right. And Chris said, there's no rules. You just pick who you want to pick. Right. <laughs> um, but you did, you did tip me off and say you went a bit younger. And so Russell's Russell Crowe's role I struggled with because he does really look like an old beat up guy. Right. And the guy that I went with would probably have to transform a little bit. And it's funny because we have already talked about him, but it's Russell Crowe's castmate in Nice Guys. It's Ryan Gosling. Like, I just think that Ryan Gosling can play the perfect balance between, again, like someone that's struggling, right? I I, I, I think of kind of, I know he's super cool in Drive, but that's someone that was very introverted and someone that was really to himself. So I, I saw that part of it, but then I could also see Ryan Gosling being an absolute dick. And we, we saw, we, I mean, he's the one, he's the butt of the jokes in Nice Guy, but I kind of saw that, like, uh, like I, I kind of saw him in this role. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I mean, he, Forster, he what, 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 what's, what's no, making trying, you scratch I, I your know, chin I know. there? I'm, I'm looking off into the corner. Is so it because Pedro was so good? Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, obviously. But uh, I was trying to think, of, what's it called? Gangster Squad. But I was like, no, he doesn't play that character in Gangster Squad. The Josh Brolin plays that character in Gangster Squad. Mm. But... I was thinking, I was like, yeah, that's kind of, that's a similar enough character. He just can switch over. I think he can do it. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, it, Ryan Gosling's great. Obviously in a lot of, um, you know, not even rom, some rom-coms and stuff like that, but he's just a good actor. And yeah, he can, but he's like, besides this being like a handsome leading man type guy, he's also a good actor. He can play this right. like, you know, down on Is he too luck. handsome for the role? Is that what you just said? I feel like he no. has played a schlubby character. He can play schlubby. Was he not, did he not put on weight for a specific role? And then there's a bunch of photos like, of him floating maybe, around. Like, am I crazy Gosling. saying uh, American Hustle? Was he in that? Or am I thinking Christian no, Bale? No, he wasn't American You're thinking Christian Bale. You're thinking Christian Bale. He did, and he looked like a slub in that movie. That's he is why the weight yeah. gain champ, so. Yeah, Jesus. No, but Ryan Gosling, <laughs> like, you know, you got a little movie magic, or you do some makeup if you need to, make him look a little bit more, like, beat down, but. You know, are you thinking, yo, Forster, are you thinking of Larson the real girl? <laughs> Maybe that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what you're thinking of because he definitely looks like a schlub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, he gained it by drinking melted ice cream just non stop. Yeah. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, I heard of I, Oh, no, it was I the lovely that. bones. It was the lovely bones. That was yeah. the one. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, anyway, so he can he can put on the schlub. I don't think it's necessary for the character, to be honest. Yeah, like, he think... is supposed to get around. 
Like mm. he he seems to have sex with every woman he meets. And that feels yeah. like Ryan Gosling could pull that off. <laughs> I feel like yeah, that's a would. regular Tuesday for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Russell Co- Crowe could pull that off in the 70s because, so, you know, fuck the 70s. So can I give you <laughs> so can I can I give you my alternate pick if I'd gone younger, if I'd gone more in the direction? Because How old is Pedro Pascal? He's 30 in something 40s, mid 30s, right? I think I, oh, I thought 40s, he was like early 40s, maybe? early 40s, I think. Okay. He fucking looks like it if the, he's not. <laughs> so in my alternate universe, right? If because everybody likes talking about the multiverse these days, um, I, I would, Ooh, I would, I'd probably go Adam Driver as the other guy. He is Adam Driver as uh, Richie. Maybe Adam Driver. Pedro Pascal is much older. But than like, I, I feel like was. we already got that version of of Adam in the Black Klansman sort of already, right? A yeah, little a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Peter Pascal, so. fun fact, 46 years old. Yeah, looks I good, so. actually. He looks really good. I would have 46. never guessed that. <laughs> He's going to be great as Joel in The Last of Us, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Forrester, speaking of The Last of Us, uh, you're the last oh. one to give us your pick for Jeez. Richie. Oh, nice transition there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. I struggled a little bit because I looked up kind of the real characters. I realized that Russell Crowe is probably the only actor in this that was cast I mean, he was cast because he's a good actor and obviously him and Ridley get along very well, but he also kind of looks like uh, Richie, like the actual live, like real life person. So I was like, oh, do I go with that? And I was like, fuck it. This is so far from like the real story. I don't care. It doesn't have to look anything like him realistically. And I wanted someone, uh, I don't know. I had a big long list and I just kind of picked one because I was like, I can't make this choice. Uh, I almost picked Boyd Holbrook. That's why he was on the top of my head when he asked who'd cast. Like, he's, <laughs> uh, he's pretty good. Uh, but I ended up going with Tom Hardy because I wanted someone, you know, it feels gritty down his life, but still pretty damn handsome. I don't want to see him with like a mustache or something, just some facial hair. Tom Hardy <laughs> was actually on my short list too. I, I, that was when I kind of, before I thought of Pedro Pascal, Tom Hardy was my was my number one choice. Well, oh, his American yeah. accent is fucking dog shit. It's, it's <laughs> passable, but the thing is, I think he can do a grumbly, like, quiet. Like, yeah. he doesn't have to exert himself a lot in this. True. Uh, the other one I thought about was maybe, like, my honorable mention would be Colin Farrell. I was like, that's pretty good, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, he'd, be, he'd be good for this. Schlubby. The penguin version, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> just a yeah, big yeah. fucking gross fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> I got, He's got the comedy chops. Uh, I actually want to do um, fucking Bill Skarsgård, but full Baron Harkonnen costume. So he's <laughs> <laughs> just floating around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> five hundred pounds floating through the air, stabbing people in the neck. God. Do you do, do you guys have other short lists? Because I, I again, I this is the probably the There's one. I struggle so with many. Most. There's so many. Like I have a list of maybe t- like ten guys, and. Yeah, to me, I my first thought originally before rewatching, I was gonna do it with Jason Momoa because I was like, I like him, and I wouldn't mind seeing like a little bit more fucking huge dude, clean shaven. But that's what I mean. This character doesn't need to be small. Jason Momoa is not allowed to have short hair. There's at least (laughs) one scene in this movie where he's working out in a garage, and I'm like, done. (laughs) What about John Bernthal as a short list? I actually, yo, I had I have have John Bernthal as well. That's height. I I have him. I have him as a different character. I was gonna cast him as Trullo. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. John Bernthal is yeah, yeah. yeah Josh Brolin's no, no, because, that's that's where I, that's yeah, why I had yeah. him for two. That's how I'm yeah, because yeah, yeah. he he is the kind of closest one to one, a little bit younger to balance it out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. How, how do you how? What if I tossed you Clive Owen or Joel Edgerton as Richie? Oh. Yeah, yeah, like I that. like I like Joel more. I yeah. think Clive Owen. I like Joel good, too, but I don't know if he can do the the. I don't remember the last time I heard him with a non English accent in a long time. 
That's a good point. Children That's a really of good point. I mean, I I think he's done it, but I can't honestly remember. Uh, I want Jeffrey Dean Morgan. But he's too old. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He's yeah, like the same he's like perfect Russell like Crow. beat up guy too, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Josh Hartnett, another solid one. A little, a little Timothy Oliphant action never hurt anybody. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's actually a lot that can fit this role because it's kind of a cliche role, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I the, think... the role is a movie character. Mm. The yeah. honest cop that plays by his own rules, but he's a good guy. Haven't heard that one before. Yeah. That's my... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, let's move on to our, our next character here, Frank Lucas. And, you know, it's Ooh. funny. It's funny, D, because I'll see this was the fucking really tough one. But I had already done my picks when you were DMing me the other day about who you're thinking of. And you mentioned him, actually. And it's the first one that came to mind. And I had to go with Michael B. Jordan. Now, a little younger. Like I said, I skewed a little younger with the character. But if you want to talk about guys right now um, who, you know, charming as hell, uh, but can also play like an icy cold badass when they have to, or a good villain that you sort of root for. Um, he's the guy that comes to mind right away, I think. Um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that he's, you know, good looking dude too. So when he's, you know, trying to flirt with uh, Miss Puerto Rico, uh, you know, it that doesn't hurt him at all. But I just think he would be really good in this role. Like, I don't know that he would do a better job than Denzel. And I don't even think mm-hmm. I would, you know, but if they make this movie now and you said, okay, uh, Michael B. Jordan, you're going to be Frank Lucas. You're gonna be you're gonna be chill. You're gonna be a family man, but you're also gonna shoot some guy in the head in the street just for like pissing you off like once or twice. I think he could do that job pretty good. I agree with you. I it's funny. I don't know if we're playing the Gabe drinking game because I'm gonna mention him again. So take a shot if, uh, if, if you're if you're playing along. <laughs> yeah. But I like I avoided this pick so much because I, I know tried to I tried to avoid this. <laughs> you want to piss Gabe off? I know who to cast. <laughs> Terry Crews on this one. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> This is a wiener. <laughs> it's either, <laughs> I actually thought about Terry for the role of Common. Well, oh. I don't know what the name is, but I thought of him for that. I think role. he'd be good for Tango to replace Idris Elba. <laughs> Cocky, yeah. oh. kind of big, yeah, yeah. gets shot in the first like couple minutes. Perfect. Yeah, and he's just completely beefed up. Like you think no one could ever take him down. That's yeah, yeah. and he just gets too. shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like Michael B. Jordan, man, guy can play cool. Calm. I mean, and it, like, I mean, he's a ladies' man as well. Like, he just got it all right. Like, that's. Yeah. I think it's one of the reasons why people have rumored him as a as a potential Bond replacement, right? Just because he's got the suave, right, and he's got sort of the badness badass in, his, in him as well. So, I like that one. I'd, I'd be terrified to hear him do an English accent, but yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm like. I was like, he maybe, could not but do one. It's it's easier to just pick someone who doesn't have that bad accent. Yeah, I agree. yeah, I agree. I agree. We did a whole like, episode. Oh my god, with Gabe again. On who we Take think the next Bond. Yeah. <laughs> if we mention Michael B. Jordan or Gabe. <laughs> You're not going to be able to stand on your two feet by the end of this. Our yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Women be shopping. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. I think it's a solid pick. And it is younger, but I and handsome. Like, that's good. Uh, I, at at like no I said, point I, in the movie does it say what his age is. No, like and he I, could just be a younger dude. Like, I mean, not to the actual story, but like, who gives a fuck? No one's read the I book. think that's fine. Also, yeah, that's what I mean. Don't give a fuck about the actual story. I looked up the actual uh, Frank and like, 
they were doing him a courtesy with like Denzel because he's, <laughs> he's not a handsome guy. Like, <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, no matter who they cast, so I'm like, yeah, that's a Holly, it's a Hollywood movie based on like an autobiography. It's like the Wolf of Wall Street in a way that yeah. like, you know, there's some liberties taken because it's a fun movie. Well, this one's not a fun movie, but it's a good movie. It's theatrical, right? Yeah. So I think that's solid. I don't think you can you can mess around with ages. That's fine. Yeah. 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 Why not? <laughs> All right, D. Give us your pick for Frank Superfly Lucas. So just just like the last one, I, I struggled with the whole age thing, but I think I'll give you the most ideal pairing with Ryan Gosling is Jonathan Majors. Um, again, I didn't even think about Jonathan Majors. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, picked him too much. I can't. Yeah, he and he's like he's thirty five. So as long as we kind yeah. of throw out those sort of rules, he's. But I think he can play up to sort of an older guy, right? And if you don't That's know Jonathan pick. Majors, I don't really have to tell you um, who he is. But I, I just I see him as a guy that you can stand on his two feet. He's intimidating. Um, he's also yeah. someone I describe as like kind of ageless in a way. Yes. Like when I think of like what, Benjamin Lovecraft Country, I think of him being like fairly young, but he doesn't yeah. look any different from when he's playing like anything else. That yeah, he's he's, he's going to look that same way for a long time. He's going to yeah, be like very like, Keanu it's, about it. It's really just how he decides to act it. Then like sometimes he yeah. looks older just based on how he's acting. So like mm-hmm. good chameleon you know, face for that. You know what, what? What solidified this pick for me is his role in The Harder They Fall. Um, oh, just so good. Right. Because he was I mean, he was a tough guy. Right. And and when I when I saw Cold. once once I kind of pulled from that, I'm just like I could totally see him playing in this. Role. That's true. Cold, but it's like brutal and charming. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. What? That's exactly. I mean, Harder They Fall is such a fucking good movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, you want to talk about another underrated movie? Like nobody was talking about that movie last year, and I thought more people should have been. Like we we talked about it on the show before. It's a western with an incredible cast, but it it's shot like a um, like spaghetti western. Like uh, who? Oh my god, who's the guy? Sergio Leone. It's shot okay. like Sergio <laughs> Leone with like the, director, the camera yeah. shots, the colors, and everything. But the violence is a Tarantino western. Yes, it's like two of the best western filmmakers combined for one movie with just a, only, i'm not even a huge cast of the best black i was gonna actors, say top to bottom that probably cast the best black movie. actors out there right now like you yeah, know like, in that in that age range i should say wanted to, you want to talk <laughs> yeah, about another uh, you want to talk about a guy from that movie lakeith stanfield like i oh wanted to God. squeeze him in this movie so bad like i thought I, about I, him i thought yeah. about him for this role but I actually forgot about that movie. And I'm like, I don't know enough Lakeith Stanfield roles personally mm. to talk about why he'd be good for this. But if I remember The Harder They Fall, he is a stone yeah, badass. He's charming, but he's on the wrong side in that movie. Yeah. You um, know what? And he, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna throw Lakeith a fun role and he's Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's Nikki again? He's a junior. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I have down. Like, seriously, that's who I have casted as. I'm Cuba. glad we're like lining up yeah. on the B rolls on this yeah. one because yeah. that's like, yeah. like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. just have some fun with it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan Majors is excellent. Every time I see him in stuff now, I'm excited. For, like, I watched Lovecraft Country. It was great. The Five Bloods. He's excellent in that. Obviously, great and harder they fall. I haven't seen Last Black Man in San Francisco, although hey, I've heard don't, it's hey, very good. Hey, let's not forget about Loki. He had like the yeah, best, of course, like, Loki, he had yeah. the best like got... 10, 15 minute sequence ever. 
I think Gabe was even on the episode when, like, the first, like, maybe it was a day after I heard about it, and both of us were like, yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he's... This is a Gabe podcast now. <laughs> yeah, that's five shots. Gabe, I hope you're listening to this one, because if you I don't listen to one, be it should be this to one. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Gabe Roderick. This, Gabe, this podcast is brought to you by Roderick. <laughs> the Concession yeah. Stands podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You hear that, boys? Now you gotta pay us. Yeah. <laughs> um, no real excellent solid pick Forrester uh, finish us off buddy who's your pick for Frank Lucas yo you got Colt you got Charming you got Mahershala Ali like without okay. a doubt okay bro that's uh, my of... back that's my backup pick yeah like, we just become best friends yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we did <laughs> well I mean we want difference of opinion so we like I said we're the same person so that's why this works yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I was thinking like I mean, almost all of his roles, he d- like plays that very well. But think like House of Cards, Remy. That's what he is. That's or, like or that's the character. Luke Cage, Cottonmouth. Yeah, he literally like, is that character. That's that's the character. He's like a man of the people, but also a very mm. violent crime. Yeah, leader. he's cold, but you know, charming. Yeah, I exactly. he was in House of Cards. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was thinking, that. I was like, oh, we, yeah. people don't try to think about that show much anymore. It's yeah, just, which is too disturbing. bad because <laughs> he was great in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Lots of great actors. Yeah, Mary and Flanelli. one terrible one. <laughs> and one terrible. <laughs> yeah, beat me to it. <laughs> Marshall Ali, like, I can't even believe I didn't think. Like, I got so Michael B. Jordan into it all. I didn't even think of these. <laughs> that's guys. what you he guys does. Have, you guys, hey, that's what he does. Is he's his hypnotic. <laughs> well, you got, eyes. you got Pedro Pascal. So I, I yeah, stupid, you know. sexy but, Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had one of your guys picks and Pedro Pascal, you know, just give me the Oscar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I was, I, I, <laughs> I was thinking of a Jonathan majors, Pedro Pascal movie. And like, I, I was like, yeah, sign me up, take my credit card, swipe yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I know. But Forster, that's a killer pick. He's so fucking good. Like he's excellent. I'm excited to see him as blade, you know, as yeah. the, in the Marvel stuff we're Ooh. talking about, he's going to be so Icy cold badass and fun. Yeah. Now question is, does he try and like emulate a little bit of like the Wesley snipes snipes like humor where he delivers a line with like this little smile? Like he knows it's kind of stupid, oh, for sure. but it's what makes it good. Now here's a question. <laughs> do you think Wesley Snipes is a good enough sport to like do a little cameo in one of these blade in blade or something like that coming? I wouldn't up? mind if they do. Or is he kind of like, like a isn't he sort of like a sour dude though sometimes? So I, I've I've heard them. I heard okay, Mahershala yeah. Ali said like he's talked to Wesley Snipes and he's given his full on blessing. Yeah. And they, they, okay, that's they've good. Talked it through. They worked. Like he actually, I don't quote me on this, but I'm almost certain he called him before accepting the role. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So that that's that's also what I heard. I think, but I think if you're gonna include him, like if they try and do, it depends what they do with the storyline. But I wouldn't mind seeing him as like Whistler or something, like as an old dude that still kind of got it. Like yeah, have him in, I just said I love to see him as like a, a smaller little role. Be like, hey, this was the guy who did it before. You know, shout out to Wesley Snipes. I don't well, with, I all this, with all this multiverse stuff. I mean, like, there's it's definitely on the cards, right? Like, I mean, it's it's gonna be something yeah. in Beta Vegas if we're gonna see him at some point because anything's oh, yeah. possible now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Any actor ever, you're in Marvel now. Congratulations. Yeah, I don't care if you're alive or dead. <laughs> Disney has the rights to your soul, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Forrester, <laughs> excellent pick okay guys that'll that'll wrap up our recasting so now we're going to quickly go through our lists again and then let each other know if we have an as good better or worse movie than the original judging on our, our new our new cast members we have here so for richie roberts i had pedro pascal and for frank lucas i had michael b jordan what do you guys think better worse or as good 
so hard because the movie's so damn good with who it has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael B. Jordan, Pedro Pascal, right? Yeah. I'll give you an as good on that one. I like that. I like the sounds of it, especially like they feel like they match up pretty well in the fact that like I think Russell Crowe and Denzel have some similar energies. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> like it, the idea of them having you know a little bit more contrast. If there wasn't an American gangster, if, if there wasn't a, a predecessor, right? The one that we're talking about right now. And you told me that there was going to be an American gangster movie with those two ahead. I would, I'd be like, sign me up for sure. No doubt. Like with those two yeah. guys at the helm. So definitely agree. So yeah, we'll say, we'll say as good, which is, you know what, with, like I said, if I had one of your guys picks for Frank, I would almost be willing to say maybe, <laughs> maybe like who better. knows, maybe better. Who knows? But I, yeah, with Michael B. Jordan, I don't think he's out Denzeling Denzel. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'll take that. I think that's the hardest part of all this. Is like, it's mm-hmm. like fucking Denzel's the X factor, right? You just want to get yeah. someone who's like almost as good. But <laughs> yeah. I, I think we've gone over like when we did Training Day, it was kind of like sometimes he's too charming, right? Sometimes you mm. want a character who's a little bit more hateable. Yeah. This maybe not. <laughs> this is a good <laughs> role for him. <laughs> so, all right. Awesome. I'll take it. D, give us your list again, brother. So for me, it's Jonathan Majors as Frank and then um, Ryan Gosling as uh, Russell Crowe's character. God, I'd watch this movie in a fucking heartbeat. Like, yeah, that's all. The, <laughs> I, I, like, I like Ryan Gosling <laughs> a lot. I love Jonathan Majors. I would see that so fucking fast. I, I don't. I want to say as good. I want to say as good too. If if Ryan can be as kind of like hardcore and frumpy at the same time as Russell Crowe, then frumpy. I love that word. Frumpy. What a great word. He's kind of frumpy, but he's also like a hardcore badass. You know, he's he's a weird badass because he's just sort of sad and shy. He's a. <laughs> but I think as good. I'm gonna go as good. Of a person. I'm gonna go as good because <laughs> Jonathan Majors is is a killer pick and. You know what? Maybe we'll see him become as good as Denzel, you know, down the road. I don't think Denzel's son is going to be as good as Denzel. So Yeah, it's funny that his yeah. name has not been mentioned one. It didn't make any of our nah. short list. Eh? <laughs> no, not for this movie. We've talked about him a lot before. Actors. I like John David Washington, but not for this. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm going to say as good as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give that to you as well. I think, it, yeah, you kind of did the going younger with this one feels good <laughs> i think that yeah, feels yeah. right for this like to be honest the, the roles are good because they both feel like old they know how the world works but like neither of these people you've picked are i don't know, remember how uh i'm trying to think the ages of them was like ryan gosling's older than you think he's like yeah, 40 yeah. he's like 40 some and yeah so ryan, ryan gosling is definitely older right it's almost the opposite of denzel and russell because yeah. denzel was 14 years 14 older 14 years older than russell wow Pro at the time yeah I didn't know it was that different. But like you, 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 but, you look at it. I, I watched it and I wanted to look up their age. I'm like, okay, Denzel, late forties, right? And then I looked. I was like, oh shit, he was 57 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's fine, and I think that works, especially because like the Frank Lucas character is supposed to be like he started off as like the doorman, right? So you want to start him young. Can't be that old. Like I guess he has like if he was 57. He had like 30 years of experience, 40 years of experience under Bumpy. I'm like. I don't even know why anyone would question him. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. If he's a little bit younger, you get why people are, like, pushing back. They're like, hey, you're no bumpy because you're not an old man. You don't know how this works. Yeah. Ryan so Gosling, 41. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. So I th- and Russell, Russell was 43 when he played it. So. Whoa, pretty close. Yeah. It's good fate, on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like those picks. I'm going to say that's good. 
because fantastic, fantastic a good movie, regardless almost oh, yeah. of the actors. Forrester, give us your list again, buddy. All right. So for Richie Roberts, I have Tom Hardy and Frank Superfly Lucas. We have Mahershala Ali. That's so good. Again, so good. Like, I don't think any of us missed with our picks this week. This is one of those ones where like everyone's like, yep, yeah, sounds good to me. These yep. congratulatory <laughs> pat on the back episodes. <laughs> oh, what, I like about your, what I like about your pick is like, I, I didn't realize it till you said it, but they're, they're such different actors. And I think that dynamic really works for a movie like this, right? Like you think of Mahershala Ali, like very calm, right? And it's just the way he delivers, whereas, you know, Tom Hardy is very eccentric and he's very like raw. Like, I keep thinking of Venom, like it's probably not a great example, but I just I just think of those contrasts and acting styles. I think that meshes really well. Mm-hmm. well I think you can get him energetic, a little bit more energetic and like that's the point is the character is an honest person, but he's still a bastard, even if he's honest yeah. about it. And like Russell Crowe, maybe plays it too, you know, quiet and nice. Maybe it's just, yeah. you know, <laughs> there's Tom Hardy, someone you can hate a little bit, but still like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Tom Hardy's a, like Russell Crowe in this movie. Like, yeah, he's like kind of a bastard, but you don't really see it. Even when his ex-wife is pissed at him, saying all the shit, you don't really see him like being a dirtbag. But if you if Tom Hardy's ex-wife in this movie comes up and says, you cheated on me a bunch of times, you're a bad dad, you're never and like, oh, yeah, I'll believe that a bit more. Not that Tom Hardy is a, a piece of shit. I don't think that he is. I bet he's a nice guy. But like Tom Hardy has would have a slightly like grimier look about him in this movie. I think. I'm gonna say it's it, good. I was gonna say in Mad Max he plays kind of an asshole, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was like bad. Mad Max is a good example, but maybe a little bit more speaking lines. Peaky yeah. Blinders. <laughs> he's excellent. In Peaky Blinders. Yeah, look, he does knows... play a gangster in Peaky Blinders, but he's amazing in that movie. Or Turns show. out, Mad Max also has a fear of public speaking. <laughs> That's why he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to lead this. That involves speaking to a lot of people. I'm fine with this. Just going to disappear in the crowd at the end. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, give me, give me, Tom, give me Tom Hardy with a mask, and he usually pulls it off, right? Whether it's Bane or <laughs> the guy in Mad Max. Oh Dunkirk. yeah. yeah, yeah. God. He's a pilot with the mask on, and most of and all oh, of that's Dunkirk. true. <laughs> that's true. Oh yeah, how did I put that together? <laughs> that's interesting. Another yeah. another Tom Hardy, Cillian Murphy joint. I mean, it's just. British I thought actors, about Cillian right? Murphy for this for this uh, for that role. Too. He's got I, he's got cheekbones. Creepy. He's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's got vaguely I, creepy energy, I heard which is someone, unfortunate. I've heard someone on a podcast today describe Cillian Murphy as beautiful but not attractive. Like Elvin, <laughs> almost like him and Anya Taylor Joy. Like you have all the right pieces there, but it doesn't work for me for some reason. I always thought mm. of Benedict Cumberbatch, where like same thing. Just there's just like this thing where alien. it's like something's wrong here. They're a little ethereal. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, solid. Anywho, yeah. <laughs> welcome yeah. to Celebrity Did Alien Lookalikes right? podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we transitioned pretty heavily into the Lizard People podcast hour. Uh, yeah. After we're done talking about the movies, called the uh, Saurians, yeah. <laughs> Hollow Earth Radio. <laughs> um, well, excellent. I think that'll wrap up our recasting and our episode here. But before we finish everything off, D, you know, I mentioned up top, you know, the the basketball stuff, the TV stuff, the the podcast you do. Tell us a bit about what you do, what you want to steer the people towards, you know, because I'm sure there are a lot of sports fans and Raptors fans and just basketball fans in general that do listen to our show. You know, I'm a sports fan myself. Um, so please like, let us know uh, what you're up to, buddy. 
Yeah, I mean, you talked about the 905, right? That's uh, something that's new this year and it's been a lot of fun, especially to work for MLSC. I, I think you'll appreciate this. I get to go to a Leafs game uh, on Wednesday. They're playing Very the Devils. Fun. So I think that's going to be a W? Probably. Yeah, okay. It should be. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, hold on. You guys are Leafs fans, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. That's why I'm asking Chris. <laughs> They but, should. Uh, they should. That's actually the most least fan answer ever. <laughs> oh, that's what you meant, right? Yeah. <laughs> you never know, they right? Should. It's like a little Russian roulette. Um, but uh, yeah, no, got the 905 going on. Um, obviously, you mentioned Blog TO2, uh, you know, with restrictions being lifted and life kind of getting back to normal. It's kind of cool to go back in the city and see things are popping again, festivals, um, all that sort of stuff. So that's exciting time for me for that. But uh, specifically, you know, you're, I know you're referring to the podcast, uh, the details podcast um, with my co-host uh, James. Um, a great time for sports right now. we got a ton of NFL rumors that we've been talking about. Quarterbacks are all moving from the NFC to the AFC and it's really weird. And then March Madness um, is, is, you know, I've watched March Madness for a long time, and this is the most parody. I you can make a case for all the remaining sixteen teams that are left uh, in the, the tournament right now. Unfortunately, my bracket is at a complete dumpster fire. Um, I like it's. Not, I didn't even rip it up. I burned it, just like uh, our boy Frankie did. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could have shot it too. Um, but it's, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good time to talk about sports. And if you're if you're looking for opinions, uh, we're, we got that. We got no short of shortage of hot takes as well. And our friend Gabe, you know, another shot to the to the listeners, yeah. um, joins us occasionally as well. And you know, Gabe never holds back on his takes and opinions. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, he does not, and we love him for it. Well, yeah, this has been an excellent episode, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us, D. Thank you for joining us, um, listeners. If you want to find us, we're at Cinema Swap for our social medias. I got, uh, you know, for me personally, I'm at Buck Brewski, uh, Forrester's at Forrester underscore Dunbrook. If you want to check out his stuff or my stuff or the podcast, we'd love that. You know, please, uh, f- you know, subscribe to the show, rate, rate review, review us. We'd love that. It's very helpful. And honestly, tell people about it. Tell people if you like the show, hey, listen, I know you like movies. Here's this podcast I found. Um, we'd really appreciate that. If you yeah. write us nice reviews, um, we'll be happy to read them on the show. Give you a shout out. Or um, hate listen if you want, you know, yeah, whatever if you works to, for you. If this is how you like, you furiously hate masturbate while listening to us. <laughs> movies. Whatever gets that, you off. Probably most of our subscribers. Yo, read the listeners. hate comments too. Let's put that out there as well. There's actually one. I, I keep I keep forgetting to bring it up, but it's, we got a one star review. That's like some thought went into it. Oh, then we should you know, <laughs> shut them out. I'll have, to, I'll have to look it up and I'll have to try to read it. Give the people <laughs> what they want. It's either from someone who actually just genuinely really hated our show, or someone who does a similar podcast and wanted to just get us a bad review. <laughs> But That's there is nothing okay. similar. It's just us. If they, if they don't hate you, does it, it means you're not doing something yeah, right. If you don't so. have haters, you're not making it in this world. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I live off the energy of the haters. <laughs> That's some <laughs> real Michael Sarah s- energy right there. Exactly. <laughs> Good. Use your anger. <laughs> um, you know what? More important than all of that stuff, everybody, listeners, friends, family, God. Enjoy your movie watching. Bye. (laughs) Bye.